Drunk on coffee at high noon Singing to the bluesy news Foam and your finger glued Search for an extra bite to chew Love connection, banker's fraud Can't figure out why this one's flawed Pretty sweet and maybe odd You're tuning in to love the Listening to an episode of Lot the Pod, a podcast where I fangirl over podcasts and other podcasters because they're amazing, hilarious, and I'm obsessed with them, and I think you should check them out as well. My name is Salita Paya, and I am your host slash podcaster. This next podcast that I'm going to be fangirling over is actually a podcast that I hold really close to my heart. Kind of just going to dive right in, people, because I'm a little behind on all these recommendations, and these are gems. You need to go check them out. But this next podcast is also not one for the faint of heart, so if you check it out, you be warned. But don't worry, Kevin Allison, he's the host, along with other friends who guest host, will gently guide you down this road of discovery and compassion, actually. Because Risk is a storytelling podcast. Kevin Allison is the host of Risk, and when it comes to writing and performing, Kevin is no stranger. He was a writer and a performing member of MTV's The State. He actually came out as gay at the age of 24 when the show began airing in 1994. His birthday is February 16, and he created and hosts this weekly podcast. He's the one that finds these stories and puts together these themed episodes. Because Risk is a storytelling podcast, like I said before, but it's where people write in their stories or tell them in front of a live audience when they go on tour. So you're literally listening to true stories from other listeners. No two stories can ever be the same, which means no two episodes can ever be the same. And you hear stories from people of all different backgrounds and all different walks of life. What kind of stories will you hear, you ask? Well, stories of cannibalism. This girl talks about how she found a crawl space in her dad's closet and found a handmade magazine of different types of humans and the meat that those humans would produce. Spoiler alert, sedentary lifestyle people, so get moving out there. You'll also hear stories of BDSM. This lady talks about how she met her husband as a submissive and a master and fell in love with him. Molina Williams-Haas, you are a badass and keep paving the way for women of color who are interested in kink. You'll also hear stories of racism. Ian McIntosh talks about maybe the most important relationship in his life, which happened to be interracial. He tells the struggles of dating someone who is surrounded by racist religious people, and mourns the death of his best friend who lost herself to the toxicity of her surroundings. She's still alive, but kind of just the shell of who she was. You'll hear stories about high-speed chases, stories of people looking back at their childhood and wondering how they survived, stories about drug addiction, week-long benders, barely dodging death, stories of accidents and self-forgiveness. But you laugh with these people, you cry with these people, And you realize that you have a lot more in common with some of these people than you probably thought before. If you want the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, start with the best ever episodes, like the best of risk one, the best of risk two. But that's after the episode Lovesick. That is my very favorite episode of the entire podcast. So when I found risk, I had recently gone through a breakup and it was still a little rough, like life was rough. Um, It's going to be hard to fangirl over this episode without spoiling the twists and turns that come with each story because 
I remember my initial reaction hearing the end of each story, and I really don't want to take that away from anyone. But the episode starts with a story called Monster. It starts with a woman named Stephanie talking about the first night with Dylan, her at-the-time crush, and they end up hooking up and hitting it off. Keep in mind that Stephanie had never shared a story before at the time of this episode's recording, but she does great. Remember, listeners submit their stories and record them in front of a live audience, so she was just kind of like you and me if you check out this podcast. But she talks about Dylan and how sweet and funny he was and how those qualities aren't a big deal until you've been with people who lack them, which is so true. Let me tell you, I've dated both not sweet and not funny And you really don't realize how much you've gotten used to it until you find someone who cares about you and makes you die laughing. If you can't laugh with the person you're with and you don't feel like he wants to kiss you and hug you whenever he can, you're definitely missing out. Unless that's not your love language, but that's a different different story. (laughs) But before Dylan, Stephanie had been two-timed by someone who thought she was quote-unquote nice but not marriage material. And he ended up proposing to the other girl. So she definitely liked Dylan. She even talks about how she felt like a teenager again with Dylan and couldn't stop smiling when she told her therapist about him, which is something I can totally relate to now with my therapist. Shout out to my therapist. You're amazing. But the things that really stood out to me about her story, she talks about growing up, always avoiding people's attention and about how she was weird as a little kid or she felt weird because she grew up in a Christian environment knowing she was into more than just men and she felt really guilty about it and about intimacy, period. Growing up in a Seventh-day Adventist environment, I could totally relate to this. It's hard enough trying to learn all the rights and wrongs in the world, but adding curiosity to the mix kind of messes up kids or makes them feel like these thoughts or questions are sinful and wrong. She talks about how she was afraid of opening up to people because getting past the niceties of meeting people and hanging out, she felt like people wouldn't want to be with her anymore because of how weird she was. Okay, being from Portland and still feeling weird, even though it's like totally cool to be weird in Portland, I know exactly what she's talking about. But back to Stephanie, Dylan made her feel good. He got around all her quirks and mistrusts and they were together all the time. Long story short, they spend a beautiful day together and he drops a bomb on her. She thinks it's going to be an L-bomb where he tells her he loves her, but it was actually a pre-breakup bomb. He tells her that he got a feeling The feeling he always gets when he's about to break up with someone and he tells her he just wants her to be ready. They break up and try to stay friends, but she finds herself drinking way more with each interaction to the point where she's getting hammered all the time. But they were both in the same friend group, so they decided to try to share custody and try to make things work. Gets to the point where she's hammered, ends up in his room and discovers that she has literally done something that would make anyone want to move to a new city and change their name out of embarrassment. She was horrified. She apologizes to Dylan and tries disappearing. She said she felt like a needy monster and felt like no one would ever love someone like her. The thing that really touched me was she ends her story feeling good about herself and the people around her who accepted her. All her friends were there for her. They accepted her and helped her realize that she can move past who she was when She hated herself, a monster, and that they saw past that and loved her, really, really loved her. Hearing how she ended her story really changed my mindset that day. It made me kind of stop and catch a glimpse of the people who were around me at the time who loved me and supported me. She describes herself as a monster in her story, and at the time I felt the same way. I wasn't too fond of myself either. 
But if she can get past that, I knew I could at least try. Yeah, I definitely cried. <laughs> definitely cried. But don't feel bad because if you cry through any of these episodes, you're not alone. People totally do it. It's totally normal. But the story ends with you feeling warm about her self-acceptance. And I really, really liked that. The second story is a story you have to go listen to on your own. It has to do with sickness, like maybe cancer, a crazy ex-best friend, and a poor man who literally aged in love. It would take me way too long to try to describe the story. Just go listen to Lovesick. But that's what Risk does. It takes you on a journey of compassion and makes you really stop and think about your life and other people's lives. And the music. Kevin Allison, along with episode editor Jeff Barr, puts these episodes together. I'm just going to take a moment to fangirl over Jeff Barr and talk about how crazy talented this guy is. Because the man is an audio editing, imagination inspiring genius. He's a music composer and he puts together all the sound effects, song mashups, and music for each episode. And he's even edited an audiobook for Cherry Hill Publishing. He's been doing this for a minute. Audio is this man's jam. He honed his experimental sounds in a project called Musical Palsy and produced four albums under that name, as well as a pilot for a radio program called Mangled Meditations. The show itself is where he showcases all of his talents, where he's able to blend sounds that he both records and borrows and composes and puts them together in weird ways, not weird, but like unusual, as he puts on the website, ways. And it sounds like a whole psychedelic experience. And he's produced 22 episodes. His birthday is on July 7th. So if you want to send him a happy B-Day shout out, you definitely should. It's coming up. Even Kevin had his own story in the episode Try. He talks about how he was always insecure about being himself and telling his story and especially hosting. He even disappeared for four years after trying to be someone else for so long. In 2008, he did a show of a character monologue and wanted to start telling his own stories. But he called the show F Up and hid behind characters who had failed slash F up their whole lives and had a hard time being themselves and making it work. These characters were failures, but still lovable because they were still trying. And after the show, after it being a failure, his friends told him to drop the act and that the risky stuff is where anything of any worth comes from. And I couldn't agree more. I got to see Kevin live in St. Louis on May 18th, 2018 at Delmore Hall. And I cannot believe that all that personality was stopped down and he wasn't himself for so long. Because he is so vibrant. He lights the stage. The background was purple, but literally all you saw was red. Well, his hair and his fire. All eyes are on him when he's on that stage. He like just makes you want to listen and pay attention to everything he's doing and saying. He's truly such a beacon of love and light. And I agree with Kevin. Telling these stories help other people join in and tell their stories. And when you do that, you're able to be yourself. Other people are able to be themselves. And it just helps start this great cycle of everyone accepting and loving themselves and other people. Even just re-listening to Try for this podcast spoke to me again and it reminded me that it's okay to be myself and do the things that I might fail at as long as I'm trying. Because he ends the episode with, if you're trying to be more yourself, you're at least going somewhere. If you're avoiding it, you're just standing still. Let's you and me keep going places together. And that means trying. 
I would definitely recommend this podcast to anyone. Maybe wear headphones if you're going to listen to it at work and make sure you read up about the episodes before you listen to it with children and or parents who are maybe a little conservative. But this podcast reminded me that I should always approach everyone with compassion because everyone has their own story. Everyone's going through something and you don't know what other people are going through to get to this point or to get to the point of even talking to you. So just like you're struggling or have struggled to get through a tough time, don't forget other people might be going through the same thing. I leave you with the wise words of Barry Jenkins. It's really important to remind, reinforce people that their lives have value. Now what are you waiting for? Go listen to another podcast!